after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about commercials once again. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. What really makes up this country of ours? It's more than just a huge rock full of animals like cougars and eagles, right? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. So uh, today on the show, uh, given that we are a mere days away from celebrating our country's independence, which is something that you're very into, you're a stand for that, right? Oh, I, I love it. Um, I stand big time for us being an independent nation. Did I say that wrong? I said you're a stand for that. What about this whole thing about me not using any slang or trying to use slang that came out <laughs> after my high school? Years. I like I like it when you use it, but then use it slightly wrong. Just slightly wrong to yeah. let everybody know. Um, I almost said so that everybody knows I'm an old, but that also is you can't get away yeah, from it. Yeah, no, it's it's. Tough. I embrace it. I don't. I embrace the I'm the modern back, parlance. I'm really trying to go back to only using slang from like 1960s jazz. That's circles. the biggest affectation I've ever heard of. Yeah, I'm also going to. Why don't you just talk with a with a British accent? I am. That's the plan. Uh-huh. I'm going to be a British hipster from 1962 i listened to a podcast today actually i'll just name check it uh, my brother my brother and me or one of the questions they answered not from a listener but from a yahoo answers was would it be a problem if i started referring to my dining room as my morning room my living room as my drawing room and my kitchen as my scullery <laughs> they want to know if it's too much of an affectation yeah that was like the question. like would it was it would it be worth it to do that for whatever for the for whatever ridicule they would uh uh, draw right yeah well i buzz that anyway um i went through today pretty i would say pretty randomly which was just like clicking through and seeing where my little mouse would take me as far as uh commercials related to the fourth of july i have some fireworks commercials in here using the fourth of july to sell things one just commercial for a fourth of july celebration that i would really like to go to in florida <laughs> um so i'll bring you some of those also though this is this is a big one um uh, about one week ago or so, I got a uh, a tweet from listener Abby that um, it, it had some commercial in it or some sort of long form commercial. This thing went into like viral territory pretty quickly and then everybody started sending it to me, but I was purposely not watching it so that I could watch it for the first time on the show. Apparently, the big deal with this is you're never going to guess what the product is at the end. And so I was, I was, per I got so many people sending it to me and I was always just like, no, get behind me commercial. Um, so I'm going to watch that live on the show today and try to guess. Now you have seen it. You were accidentally spoiled. Minutes. Not unlike the red wedding for me spoiled moments before I sat you down to watch Game me, of Thrones. You said there's this ad. You, you had said a couple times over the past week or so, there's this ad that people are talking about, but I didn't really focused in on what was even mm -hmm. what what it was like what was viral about it or what was interesting about it I just was like okay great I'll wait for the show while I was looking at Facebook before this show to grab a few things for the ad council 
I happened to see that, and I didn't make the connection that that was the ad you had been talking about. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and watched it. But I think that's okay because there's no talking in it. Yeah, and this it really will work requires out. a lot of narration. So I'll narrate it, and you can you can try to guess. And let yeah. me assure you, you will never guess. Really? Like, let me. Can I take some guesses right now? If you you might as well take. You you would have just as good a chance. Is it for Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Good, because that shows off the air. It'd be weird to have an advertisement for it now. Uh, is it for the Uncola 7-Up? No. Oh, I'm out of ideas. Uh, you know, we did this um, for a PSA about um, school shootings a right. long time ago. It was an ad that you wanted me to... You had seen it and I didn't, and so you kind of narrated it while I twisted and tried to figure out... It wasn't what was an ad for commercial. school shootings, to be no. clear. No. <laughs> it was to recognize the warning signs of someone who might... Can I get a redo on that? (laughs) Um, And, of course, we'll check in with you guys, uh, the Ad Council. Really quickly, though, um, uh, so we did our first live show this weekend. We did. Should we talk about that? Yeah. How how are you feeling now that you're three days out? Here's what I I was – here's how I literally described it to my dad on the phone today, which, you know, is probably not the highest praise I give myself. I said, hey, listen, we did it. It was fine. I didn't embarrass myself, and that's all I could ask for. Yeah. So I would say, we did it. It's fine. We will air the show next week, so hopefully you guys will think it's more than fine. Um, But so you can at least, I just sort of feel like we talked about this so much, it would be fun for the listeners to at least hear how it went down. Yeah. And it ended up being a pretty good show. I mean, the weird thing was, is just like, we were somebody else's guest, and so nobody really knew who we were. It was this big auditorium. The setup on the stage was really cool, yeah. much bigger, very professional. It was a two hundred seat uh, setup. Is that what they in had front of there? the stages? Yeah, I can't, in front of the stage. Yeah, I, I looked, I counted the rows, and it was you know there were two hundred chairs, but so, nobody really knew us. So people were just would kind of like filter in and sit at the back. There's just yeah. like a big empty hole in the middle. Yeah, there were probably thirty people kind of milling around. Some of them were sitting. A few of them were kind of standing around. Hearing it, you know, there were probably within the sound of our voices, there were probably a hundred people, mm-hmm. you know, because of the mics and everything. I thought that I thought we did a good job. I thought we did. I had a good experience. It wasn't some amazing showstopper. I mean, we, you know, we just Chris Evans had just gotten off the stage like mm-hmm. moments earlier, so I don't think we had much to offer. In, a different stage. A different stage. A say, bigger yeah. stage. A much yeah. that space. How much? How many seats do you think were in thousands. that? Thousands. Yeah, the huge. main stage it has seats thousands. So anyway, I thought I was really proud of you for making the technology really work, and um, and we were able to show the ads mm-hmm. on these two screens to the side, and I thought that we did a pretty good job of like making that part pretty seamless. Yeah. And I just want to say, uh, not that anyone who cares is listening but the the people the staff at ace oh yeah were so unbelievable they were so great yeah um and really accommodating and just so professional Mm. and really helped us troubleshoot any potential issues and just uh i couldn't have we couldn't have asked for like a more professional helpful crew yeah and you know who are we? Nobody. Right. I know? should actually write back to the folk, the the folks who contacted me originally because I had a million questions and every time I'd send an email, he would respond yeah. right away. Then once we showed up there on Friday, the day before our event, I just wanted to see the space and see if I could like, you know, corner some, you know, audio engineers who were going to be working with us. And I was just like so ready. Like audio engineers often have a reputation for being just kind of hard to work with. Sound guys. I'm sure yeah. there are a lot of sound guys jokes. And like, 
I was right, worried that they would only want to be focusing on what was in front of them at the moment and not worry about my stuff. And but I, honestly, they were just so great, and that that was just the biggest help. I, I felt like I spent so much energy planning for everything to go wrong, which you kind of have to do from getting the passes to whatever. Anything can go wrong along the chain, but nothing did go wrong. Yeah, and we got it all figured out. Nothing went wrong, and the only you know it wasn't like uh, it wasn't an incredible. Oh, we we made huge. We became huge stars because like this was our like breakout moment. But it was a really good experience, and I'm. I think it was great to do, and and it showed us that we can do a live show yeah, of our yeah. of our podcast. Yeah, and and thanks too to Nick and Dyer for. Um, oh yeah, definitely for partnering up with us on that. Yeah, so you guys can hear that next week. Um, all right, for now, then let's get into this mystery commercial. <laughs> Have you ever heard this song before? No. Who is it? Oh, some band called Ice House out of Australia <laughs> in the 1980s. You won't be surprised to hear. I do believe that. Uh, okay. Well, thanks to uh, Abby for sending this in uh, and alerting me to it and also all the other listeners who then... Uh, almost ruined it for me by like tagging me <laughs> in every single thread. It was on Facebook, yeah. I I'll mean, tell you what, though. It was it was so hard to avoid that one of us did not successfully <laughs> avoid it. I will say this, though. The fact that I got so many people like trying to get me to watch this means the brand is strong. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Absolutely. nothing else, right? All right, so this is a tweet sent out by Ryan Simmons. He doesn't have a blue check mark. He does have a beard and a floppy hat. I think he's like a video pic. director guy. Okay. So do we think that he made this? Um, no, he, not. no, he even says, uh, and I'll, I can answer some questions when we get done with this okay. about who made it, but he said that the crev- the credit goes to, uh, I don't know who this real person, what his real name is, but at Kevin wake up, okay. uh, who was uh, in the advertising industry, apparently. I don't know if you're going to know any of these, uh, the answers to any of these questions ahead of time, but now I see this got a two minute and 18 second runtime. So clearly this isn't for broadcast TV. Yeah, no, it's Do super we know long. if it ever aired anywhere? I, I don't think so. I mean, other than the interwebs. So do we think that this is something that maybe was made on spec by somebody for a product or service, or was it an official, is this actually an official? advertisement of some sort or is this somebody just goofing around on the internet that is hard for me to say um i can tell you that a real product appears at the end of this okay all right well we'll try to figure that stuff out uh this is what the tweet said got another capitalism greatest hit i will give you one hundred thousand dollars if you can guess the brand by the end and now i'm gonna hit play genevieve you're gonna have to describe this while i continue to guess although you said i won't be able to guess uh just to be uh, clear here it's not for game of thrones and it's not for seven up the uncola all right so you've got a couple and they are uh having a baby they're giving birth to a baby the mother's holding the baby uh, it's very like as you can hear from the music it's very like emotional mm-hmm. um i think this may have aired in brazil actually okay so we're seeing the baby it's really bad film quality uh well we also have it blown way up yeah Way pixelated. We're seeing the baby. The baby's growing, growing up. up a it's, little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of sort of detailed like looks at the baby's. Uh, the baby's like playing with the dad's guitar. Now the baby's mm-hmm. a little older. Going Is this for his, guitars? 
It's not for guitars. Okay. Uh, is it for baby lotion? I'm going to give you a hint here, uh-huh. which is not a hint because it's so unhelpful, which uh-huh. is to say that you will not see any representation okay. in any way okay. of the product that this is for okay. in any of the footage okay. until, the, until you see it. Okay. Then I know. Is it for the RAV4? It's not. But I mean, it might as well be. Okay. But it's definitely not for the RAV4? Not for the RAV4. I mean, if you happened onto it, that'd be amazing. So now it's the baby's one first birthday party. Oh, we're doing, we're teaching the baby to walk. Baby's getting older. Baby's okay. a kid. Yep. Uh, baby's playing with the wa- kids. Now the kid's peeing into like a water spigot on the ground. It's for toilets. Not for toilets. Okay. Uh, horses are running for. Horses some are reason. running. The, the kid is older now. He's like probably like what seven. Yeah. Like, with his it friends, it's, eight. it's very reminiscent of that movie. Um, What's his face made of the boy that grew up? Boy, is it was it? Uh, you talk about boyhood. boyhood? Yeah. yeah. What's that? What's that what's story that about who, that boy who was growing up and having a <laughs> who boyhood? Had a childhood. Um, although now here's where I go into Andrew mode. Um, Linklater. Linklater. Uh, there. I always say his name wrong. Linklater, right? Is his name? That's how it's spelled. Okay, so now, right, so now he's, he's uh, knocking on the door of puberty, probably. Yeah, right? he's peeking through a wind, through a crack in the door and seeing some lady. Unclear. Oh, I didn't even realize that when I said puberty, I just meant that it was coming up. I guess we are it's, right here. It's it's upon us. Is it for tissues? No. Okay. Oh yeah, he's totally peeping on a lady while he's changing. He peeped on a lady. Um, he's like learning how to shave. He's getting to that age. Okay, yep. He's shaving. Now in the he mirror. and a pretty girl are swimming, like jumping around and swimming. Does she know he's a perv? Um, they're gonna kiss here in a minute. All right, they're kissing in the water. They're jumping. It's a summertime romance. Uh, he's uh-oh. a teenager. Now he sees her. She's talking to some other dude. He's what? Mad. He's still a teenager. Uh oh. Uh oh. And he's shaving his head. Is this for uh, preventing school shootings? No. Okay. I actually wasn't. He's, Although, it's turning uh, really dark. People so I'm wondering have asked, if it was, is this when he becomes an incel? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I wondered if this was going to get really dark. Okay. So he's shaving his head. Like yeah. kind of, he's going Angry through something. Angry teen. He's yelling Angry at his teen, parents. Very emo. Listening to music loud in his headphones and thrashing about. Seeing the sunlight coming through the window in his darkened now room. Now he's older. He's a little more relaxed. He's riding his bike through Cambodia. Okay, yeah, he's riding. He's in the back of a pickup truck, I yeah, think. He was on a bike, but now I he's see. in the back of a pickup. Yeah, he's like college age now, a little mm-hmm. scruffy, long hair, doing his whole... Yeah, uh, he got over his incel phase. Yeah, and doing his whole like kind of travel abroad as a young man thing, which I never did. Uh, okay, I will point out here that at the very most... There is only 22 seconds left in this commercial, and I'm assuming there's at least two or three seconds of uh, fade to black at the end. So I am no clue. Okay, so we said it's not RAV4. It's not for toilets. It's not to prevent school shootings. Definitely not Game of Thrones. Definitely not Game of Thrones. Definitely not 7-Up the Uncola. Definitely not 7-Up the Uncola. Okay, so I am going I'm to gonna tell guess. you. The, I'm going to tell you what the closest one you've guessed is. Okay, yeah. 7-Up. 7-Up. Okay. Is it something you can drink? No. Damn. Not really. Okay. Is it for limes? <laughs> no. Is it for limons? All right. It's here we limons. go. I really want to do this. Okay. He's uh, traveling in the back of a pickup truck. Did you say in Cambodia? I mean, Whatever. I, traveling abroad. I saw some people in some pointy hats. Okay. Gotcha. And I made Work. some assumptions, some racist assumptions. Working in the fields. All right. Now he's just kind of having a... Oh, it looks like he's packing up, moving out. Yep. Moving out. Same bite to mom and dad. He's in his new apartment. Life asks you the same question. What are you going to try today? 
What? The, what are you going to try today? The this answer isn't real. is well. Let me. I've got some questions here on the okay. on the YouTube. You, or, I'm sorry, I on was, the Twitter. I was talking over it, so it's buried in the music. You, it says we ask the same question every day. Life asks you the same questions. What do you want today? And then we see a woman in a subway uniform. A sandwich artist. A sandwich artist serving him a sandwich. Yeah. This was for Subway. So and he, we believe this was real. Well, so here are some questions. Um, he says, oh, this is kind of interesting. For the record, this is the guy who posted it, Ryan Simmons. Okay. I trimmed out exactly two seconds of this thing. It was a full-framed ex- extreme close-up of the mother's nipple before the baby starts breastfeeding. Um, which this apparently was made in Brazil because he says um, all the credit for this goes to at Kevin wake up whose years in the advertising industry have finally paid off Um, here's the FAQ question is this real answer as real as you and me so I mean that's like an interesting Mm. question is it real well it really exists yeah right Um, he says who made it a firm called stink out of their Brazil office uh, with director salsa Okay. Um, other questions. Is I wish it, somebody had written, did this air on TV? Yeah. Not, is this real? Yeah. Because like, is this real? It's a, it's an interesting question in the age of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Like things can be in a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, so look up stink, I guess. Okay. The Brazil office of okay. stink. So what else is in the FAQ? Um, is that little boy peeing? Yes. Um is he peeping on his mom? I don't think so, but anything is possible. <laughs> is the sandwich artist the girl that he kissed? I don't think so, but anything is possible. <laughs> when he shaves his head after the heartbreak, is he becoming an incel? 100% yes. Um, 100% yes. So then there's a ton of hilarious memes of people like grabbing stills from the from the ad and like putting funny and saying like that feeling when you don't get extra honey mustard sauce on your foot long or whatever. <laughs> See, I, uh, Vice, which this thing keeps crashing on me for some reason, but Vice, you know, the popular website, says Subway has gone too far in this beautiful, unsettling, deeply weird commercial with its uh, M. Night Shyamalan level twist ending. But, like, do we even know that it's a new commercial? I don't know. I, in the, I, oh, first line. In 2014, Richard Linklater released Boyhood. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I feel like about when, when people will refer to this as a twist and mm-hmm. why I kept saying to you, it, it, you could guess anything and mm-hmm. it, you would have an equally good, you'd have an equally good yeah. shot of guessing without watching it. I mean, people were joking like M. Night Shyamalan wishes he could come up with a twist this good. But at least when you watch The Sixth Sense or, or something like that or a movie like that, there's a way to go back and look at it through the lens of like now I know what the twist is, so some other some things make more sense or, yeah, or have a yeah, different meaning. Yes, yes. I've now seen this subway ad twice, and it has no. There's nothing about it that's like more interesting or more relevant or more resonant because I know that he's going to eventually buy a sandwich. Right. It doesn't. It's just it's a not mo- like it adds could, up to you it. You could put a RAV4 at the right. end. You could put a Sprite at the end. When, yeah, like, I yeah. mean, or excuse me, the Uncola. That's 7-Up, right? Um, you could be in a RAV4 drinking an Uncola, yeah, like, chomping down on a sub. It's immaterial. Like, it's a little movie, and then they put a product placement at the end. So apparently, according to Vice, they did do a little reporting on this, it says. So their headline is bullshit because they say, 
Subway has gone too far in this deeply weird. Oh, uh, I thought it said new somewhere, but I guess uh, the, it was made in 2016. Oh, so it's by, old. Um, yeah, three years. I guess Salsa is um, uh, two Brazilian directors who go by the name Salsa collectively. That's as, cool. As a, <laughs> you hate this so much. <laughs> I said that's cool. <laughs> uh, so this was produced for Subway Brazil in the summer of 2016. I still doubt that this air... I mean, because I don't think that things are so different in Brazil that they're airing two-minute and 16-second commercials, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I just think this is a stunt. Yeah, this is a, a, maybe even a stunt on a stunt at this point. Uh, it's a hat on a hat. Might be a hat on a hat. Uh, all right. Well, uh, do you think that was good content? That's what I really want to know. For our show? Yeah. Do you think people enjoyed me trying to guess this? I mean, did it did it move the where the needles moving? <laughs> sure. Want to talk about Fourth of July? Hell yeah. Woo! I always like to try to surprise you with the music that we use going in and out of things now. So, this but is I the also, most American song. But I also write down like what my files I need to play in, in the rundown that you can see. So I'm trying to get more and more obscure. <laughs> I just wrote moon. Play moon here and hope you didn't guess what I was going to play. That is from uh, Mr. Show. All right. Uh, first commercial. You haven't clicked through these, right? So I didn't. I mean, this is going to be me presenting I just watched the one you. thing I wasn't supposed to watch. I know that two weeks ago you brutalized me uh, by saying I talked way too much, so I'll try to keep this uh, short and to the point. Um, Is this about your your slogan? I don't know. I did some show, and you were just like, wow, that was a lot of you talking fatty you that said to me is, that's is a, that, that was a quote it's on, it's on tape wow, I don't, it's weird. you're right about how after the show's over you don't remember anything you said yeah, right no it's uh, you know what every member of the ad council will back me up you said <laughs> wow you sure talk too much fatty which, god you know like so anyway starting with this commercial again these are presented kind of in no real order um I had forgotten about this one. Speaking of Mr. Show, where that song just came from, this seems like a Mr. Show sketch making fun of a Bud Light commercial. So uh, it takes place you like back in, I guess it's 1776. We have a few founding fathers standing around in the town square. It looks like people are maybe preparing for a party or something. I'll let them pick it up from here. Where the blazes is Jefferson? TJ, he's probably still writing that Declaration. Uh, now we see, I guess, Thomas Jefferson pull up in a horse-drawn wagon, and he is carrying two six-packs of Bud Light. This is like an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> yes, it is. And when one of the guys sees the Bud Light, he says, here we go. And it is. <laughs> and like, this must be written in a way that is like knowing, like they oh, know that surely. they're making fun of yeah. themselves because it is a parody of a beer commercial. So they say, where's TJ, which is kind of a funny joke. And then here he comes riding up. Right taste of Bud Light. Here we go. We should do this every 4th of July. 
So a big party breaks out. Right. We see how the 4th of July started. You heard him flirting with a woman who's dancing. It reminds me so much. I know we say it a lot, but that Simpsons commercial for Duff where yeah, they, spray they spray down spray a bunch feminists. of feminists and they become bikini clad party goers. Um, I like how Benjamin Franklin leans on a cannon yeah. and then it tips up. Yeah. And it shoots into the air. And instead of shooting a cannonball into the sky to land on someone's house and destroy right. it, it just is it become, a firework. It becomes fireworks It becomes somehow, fireworks right. somehow. Um, I, lo- I love the unabashedness of that. Because, like, you're right. Like, they, no one could make that with a straight face. And I don't mean, like... Here we go. Yeah, and I don't mean, like, no, they were trying to make it funny, yeah, which they, they were. obviously trying to make it funny, but it's also making fun of itself, of itself a little. It's making yeah. fun of the genre of commercial, I feel totally. like. Totally. This next one, I think you and I might have talked about off-air. I know that I saw this two Fourth of Julys ago. Last year, we didn't do an Independence Day-related show at all. Two years ago, we had a very misguided idea that we came up with that morning. Our show was actually recorded on July 4th. Fourth. Do you remember that? Was this the American Dream one? Yes. How can you call that misguided? I thought you didn't like it because we came up with uh, this idea. Rose-colored glasses, I guess. I, I remember it as being fun. I think we woke up that morning and kind of didn't realize, oh, shit, it's a holiday and we have to do a show. Like, somehow we had missed that. And then we said, okay, for the 4th of July show, we will do... This got complicated. We'll make a... De- we'll turn it into a debate show where we use commercials to back up our own side and the question on the table was, is the American dream still alive? You had to argue for it using commercials. I had to That's argue right. against it using commercials. You know what? It was a little high concept <laughs> it was in, a little in high hindsight. Concept. And then we were trying to debate. By, and, <laughs> that sounds, you know what? That I take responsibility for that. That, I that, actually, no, that I sounds think, like a Genevieve special. I actually think that we came up with that together. Or maybe it, <laughs> I might have even taken the lead on it, honestly. And I'm not saying that to take undue credit. No, but, uh, no one wants was, to take credit. It was complicated. Anyway. For that year's show, I watch a lot of 4th of July-related, Independence Day-related stuff. I I looked back at our show sheet today, and this did not seem to be on it. I don't know what side this would... Oh, I guess this would would air on the side of the American Dream is still alive. It is for uh, Dodge Charger, which that's right up your alley. You I love, love a the Charger. Cars. Ab- absolutely. So what we're going to see The Charger is- and the Challenger are both very good-looking cars. This is a long commercial, and it's kind of like the last one. It's almost like a parody of itself. We see um, some woods and a, and a young man, like a young red coat, running out of the woods, looking very disturbed and distraught. His coat is kind of open. He, I believe, it was some sort of a sentry for the British Army. And he has seen something that he needs to tell the rest of the army about. So then he meets up with the rest of the Redcoats. running through the woods. He's catching up with his army. Can't hear what he's saying, but he's indicating that looks like some Americans. He's reporting something, and now all of the uh, redcoats are, like, lining up their rifles Mm. and getting ready to fire. So far, it's pretty serious. Yeah. And now we see something coming on the horizon. Oh, my God. Oh, right. It's six Dodge Chargers with American flags waving, just driving. (laughs) And (laughs) And George George Washington Washington is is driving one of them. Nice. Just driving straight at the British Army. Yeah. And they all start falling off their horses and retreating. And here comes the tagline. There's a couple of things America got right. Cars and freedom. 
Dodge Challenger. That was another How one where are, I had to look up. These are all beyond parody. I know. I, and the thing is, if somebody knows that that was a parody, but I, I did a little cross-referencing, and it's just listed everywhere as this Dodge Challenger commercial from, I think, 2010. Like, I couldn't find anybody saying that this is a parody. Maybe it is, though. This feels to me like something a studio would do to get attention and to go viral But it's or not quite crazy enough yeah. for that. And it really is... The cha- uh, the was it the charger mm-hmm. or the challenger? Oh, I'm sorry, challenger. Have I been saying charger this whole time? They're very similar. Okay, I yeah. think I forget the differences. Charger but. was what they drove in the um, in uh, what was the show I was not allowed to watch as a kid with Bo and Duke. Oh, uh, the Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Um, That's not Bo and Duke. It's no, Bo it's and not. It's Luke. Bo and Luke Duke. Yes. Anyway, this is going well. <laughs> Are you right now asking yourself, Genevieve, well, that's all fine and dandy if you're an American company, but what if you're a British company? How do you advertise your product on the 4th of July? Well, according to Newcastle Brown Ale, which is, of course, an English company, an English beer, you hire Stephen Merchant. Now, this isn't something that aired on TV. This was actually about two and a half minutes long. Have you ever seen this before? No, but I love Stephen Merchant. Yeah, uh, Stephen Merchant, of course... uh, Famous for writing, you know, writing and producing the, cre- the Office. Creator of the Office uh, has had he's kind of you know what he is England's answer to Larry David. Yeah, yeah. in many ways he like was a, a kind of a behind the behind scenes the scenes guy. on a huge sitcom, but then kind of had his own uh, pro- projects where that were less popular, but like also pretty well liked, uh, where he was in front of the camera. So, um, not too much to describe here for the exterior scene. We just see a big a kind of tour bus type of thing that is totally decked out with the British flag. And then I believe inside we're going to meet Stephen Merchant and he's going to talk directly to us. Oh, happy 4th of July, America. Ready to fire up the grill and celebrate our victory over the Brits? Well, I'm not. Because despite that incredibly convincing American accent, I'm one of those Brits. Now, I've acted in film and TV for years, but my greatest performance is acting like I don't care that every summer you gobble down tube sausages and celebrate kicking our arses, or butts, as you say, incorrectly. Do you really still have to celebrate your emancipation from us? I mean, that's like your girlfriend breaking up with you and then celebrating with fireworks every year for 300 years. (laughs) It gets my goat. But what really gets my goat is imagining how great America would be if we were still in charge. Oh, America, if we'd won the war, you'd have better comedy, news, TV programs, and way better rude words. Oh, I'm talking Fanny, Trollope, Minger, Tart, Minge Bag, Bleeding, Sodding, Blooming, Cocked Up, Get Stuffed, and of course, Wanker. Imagine how sophisticated you'd sound when you're insulting someone. Oi, Brad, your wife's a slag! Now piss off, you wanker! See how classy that sounded? With our accents and your American self-confidence, you'd be unstoppable. Yeah, you'd have to pay a few more taxes, but you can't put a price on that. Great Britain, too, would be the greatest country on Earth. Your lawyers would all wear powdered wigs, so criminals really respect them. And you'd have all the mushy peas you can stuff down your bloody great gobs. Oh, and if you get sick, you don't need to worry about medical insurance, because with a National Health Service, a doctor will see you for free in about two years. <laughs> Plus, your taxes would be spent on things you really need, like a royal family who do the tough jobs no one else wants to do, like being driven around in a really nice car while waving. You'll want to eat some apple pie, then shoot some hoops and have a hoedown? F***ing bollocks. 
takes a sip of tea. This July 3rd, grab a Newcastle brown ale and toast to how great it could have been. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So obviously an online thing, two and a half minutes is more like a little mini skit, but I love it. You could probably easily cut that down to 30 seconds that would air, though. I wonder if it ever did. You could probably even chop it into a bunch of little guys, Mm -hmm. and I do wonder if they did that. I I really like that. Um, Here was one. Oh, God. Things are going to take a turn here. I find this one to be dark. Okay. But only in its presentation. It's not supposed to be dark. This is a commercial from the 1970s uh, for McDonald's. They had a blueberry shake, and they were marketing for, for the 4th of July red, white, and blueberry shakes. Everything's fine, but there's something about the way this is shot. It's just not well lighted, or at least not the one we have now. And we have Grimace, who's a big purple monster, like plucking away at a guitar, singing the blues, and uh-huh. then he starts singing or- the reds and the whites. And then uh, Ronald McDonald comes walking out. And Ronald McDonald, this is a terrifying error for Ronald McDonald. Like, it's like, it's before people realize that clowns can kind of be creepy, and it's yeah. really creepy. Okay, you want to see this? Yep. Okay, don't be scared. I don't want to hear about nightmares. Ooh, I got the blues. Yes, indeed, I got the blues. Poor guy. You want to talk? Oh, God. Oh, right? Wonderful. I got the blues. This Over is... McDonald's blueberry flavored shakes for the holiday. I see. Then you must get the reds over strawberry shakes. I got the reds. Uh-huh. And the whites over vanilla shakes? I got the whites. McDonald's red, white, and blueberry shakes. Good things to get for the holiday. Oh, we, we got, got the red, red white, and blue. I feel like the I got the blues part that he says at the beginning. Uh-huh. It should be filed away for shit like this. <laughs> maybe, we the maybe it will be. I we mean, the blues. that is so unpleasant on the ears. And the eyeballs. And the eyes. Yeah. Like, the only thing I like about it is actually the blueberry shake looks really good. I guess so. It was, Which we all know, just a couple really of Really upsetting. It, it's so poorly made. It's almost like someone made a Ronald McDonald and Grimace costume at home and then shot this ad. They, yes. the, 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 the costumes look very homemade. And like the, the teeth in the Grimace costume are just like slashes of white yes, felt. Yes, right. Thank the, you. The mouth on the Ronald is just this sort of like smashed on, cattywampus, red like it's almost like the wu-tang symbol yeah. it's not like a nice round mouth it's like this weird pointy thing around it's, his mouth it's really awful what yeah. i mean that is bad i would try a blueberry shake though yeah sure um so i told you earlier that one of these commercials is just for like a local fourth of july celebration that you want to go to yeah and like, there's nothing really fascinating about this commercial i'm not gonna lie to you it's from 2012 it's a um, it's a commercial for a Fourth of July celebration uh, at uh, Leesburg, Florida, or in Leesburg, Florida. Do we know where Leesburg is roughly? Uh, no, I didn't look it Florida up. Florida has a lot of different gotcha. subcultures. Well, the only thing that really I found kind of, I guess, dazzling about this is the band. He starts listing the the voiceover guy starts listing. All of the things that you can do at this 4th of July celebration, including a baseball game, by the way, uh, hot dogs and stuff. But then he just 
mentioned this band really quickly, and I had to rewind it to hear what it was. Diesel Clark Chevrolet presents Leesburg's huge 4th of July celebration. A patriotic, fun-filled evening at Venetian Gardens starting at 6 p.m. with kids games, face painting, rock wall climbing, and more. Catch the free baseball matchup as your Leesburg Lightning take on the Sanford River Rats. Festive food vendors, patriotic stilt walkers, a concert by Salutatix, and free apple pie and ice cream till it's gone. Did you hear the name of the band? Some Lunatics? Salunatics. Salunatics. I had to go back and look at the little symbol for the Salunatics. Oh my God. That's a band. By the way, should we just look up? I should have done this before yeah, the show. For, for, I'll update you on the location of Leesburg, which okay. is Spang in the middle of the state. It's the nearest. Spang, did you say? Yeah, there's uh, the, the closest city is Orlando. Okay. Um, so it's like Orlando, but with less going on. Um, okay, so here I am on the Salunatics website, uh, which is salunatics.com. Obviously, Tix is both a X. I really want to play some of their music here. I have a song list, but none of them are uh, actual. They're very clickable. country. Like, yeah. let's, let's list some of the names of those songs. So they A lot of them say, like, have, like, Low Rider in the name, or there's, we got Long Neck Bottle, High Cost of Living. They have so many songs listed here. I mean, here. they also have things like they've got friends in low places, which oh, I see. they didn't do that. They didn't right. invent that song. Um, Parking lot party. They, they can list also, that one hey, three they can, times. They can do Purple Rain. There's something. Oh, yeah. Let's request Purple Rain. Um, I, I wonder, are they totally cover band? I wonder about that. I also wonder, so they have one video on their site, and it looks like it's live. I don't know if this is a good idea, but let's try it. I'm gonna guess they are all cover yeah, band. If they're they gonna are. start with a cover, I mean, I have no problem with a with a good cover band. You know, like, yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't I didn't like really a bar do band. This, yeah, I didn't do this to re- or start this or go down this road to make fun of them, um, but. I just, the name caught me. And it just went by so quickly. Just like, fireworks, hot dogs, lunatics. Like, what? Who are this lunatics? And I'm actually kind of coming around. The font is a little off-putting. But I'm actually really coming around on the name, the lunatics. Yeah. Also, that I mean, doesn't that good... seem like a good party. Isn't that a good local party? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to going to that if we lived uh, in the greater Leesburg area. A minor league game right in the middle of the, of the festivities. Like, it really made me... I. No joke, not until I was putting this show together and actually watched this commercial did it occur to me, oh, we don't have any 4th of July plans. Like, I don't really usually care about that. Like, I treat most days like any other day. I'll walk around the, you know, lake or something with you if you want. Like, it doesn't bother me that we don't have anything to go to. But now I'm kind of like, I kind of want to go to Leesburg, Florida. It's too late to do that, right? It is too late to do that, I think, yeah. Um, But maybe we could go find a demolition derby or something similar (laughs) to that around here. Um, All right. How about this one for the the store Party City? You know about Party City, right? Uh, Yes, I know about Party City. I go there with some frequency. Uh, This commercial is from 2013. Uh, Take a listen to this parody jingle of Mambo Number 5 that they've created for this. Oh, I'm already upset. And just listen to it get worse. How dare they sully the artistic achievement that is Mambo Number 5? By... What's the name of the guy who does it? uh, You know this, right? Oh, I'll remember it when I see it. Let's see here. Uh, by Lou oh, Bega. Lou Bega. Right. So um, the the rhythm of the lyrics gets real off by the end of this. Also in this commercial, it basically is just a 
picture of like four youngish people, I guess, hanging out in a party city, having a good time and and putting on all of the, you know, Fourth of July Americana props. But one person is in one of those pure bodysuits from head to toe, like oh, Green God. Man. Only instead of Green Man, it's a red, white, and blue striped and starred one. And it is terrifying. Yes, I have a I saw one for a bodysuit of Santa once. It was it's just red but with like a black belt and like a white top of it and it covers the entire face and it covers the entire face and it was just like the most horrifying invocation of santa i've ever seen and this is like a really horrifying invocation of of i guess uncle sam yeah and patriotism or patriotism just embodied and just like dancing around to this song celebration in my life have a big party this fourth of july patriotic hats bows and beads party city has everything you see 50 percent off tableware red white and blue 50 percent off plus barbecue glow sticks and necklaces light the sky 79 cents for the fourth of july party city nobody together keep it together just some real jamming of lyrics into that i will say that the the song quality was on par with the acting quality mm-hmm. because not one of those people seemed like they would like to be there at all mm-hmm. and in fact would rather be anywhere else honestly smiling mouth dead eyes yeah barely even smiling mouth <laughs> frankly they could have even just made the mouth smile the only like only because you couldn't see his face was American flag <laughs> bodysuit guy. He was the most convincing actor. Yeah, he was convincingly terrifying. Yes. Um, what if you went to a barbecue and you saw somebody oh wearing God. that? Well, I was embarrassed. Your brother one time he probably listened to the show. He showed up in like a, a red, white, and blue onesie or what? What do you call those things? Yeah, onesies. It was, it was like a an American flag. Yeah, like a pajama, like a full body pajama. What was it? I mean, what was he was in doing our culture some... two years ago that everybody was wearing those? Things. And he, we went to a barbecue, and, and somebody he was, was wearing the somebody same else one. was wearing the same one. He had done it because there was some sort of like, like bar crawl thing. Right? Was it a bar crawl or a t- kickball game? Oh, you're right. Probably his was yeah, maybe filthy. both. Yeah. And if you think that a uh, an American flag onesie is gross, try seeing it like completely covered in dirt and mud. Right. Um, I feel like this must have come up on the show before, but I couldn't find any evidence of it. This is for a place called Jake's Fireworks. I don't know where it is. Uh, Let's assume the South or the Midwest. And um, it starts with uh, two employees of Jake's Fireworks. Maybe even one of them is the proprietor. uh, And they're talking to each other. What do you think about the new guy? And then we quickly learn that the new salesperson is none other than ex-wrestler Ric Flair. Hey. Oh, yes. What do you think about the new sales guy? This is going to make you a backyard hero, brother. Woo! That guy is good. <laughs> now, here's what doesn't make sense to me. A young woman walks up and she says, I think I'm in the wrong place. And he says, well, then here is the biggest firework in the country and she says thank you like i don't understand exactly what the writers were thinking for this line right here take a listen excuse me i think i must be in the wrong place say no more you need the excalibur that best-selling firework in the world maybe i'll take 12 maybe she says i'll take 12 okay here's my i agree that they spent all of their money on hiring rick flair Mm -hmm. and not on the writing Mm -hmm. but here's what i think is happening she sees celebrity Ric Flair and oh, thinks she's in the wrong place. Okay. Now, okay. they needed an extra line of dialogue in there like, yeah. not at all, young lady. I'm here helping these guys out. Right. And what I think you need is, I mean, I feel like I could doctor, I could punch this script up pretty 
pretty effectively. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. This is not the first time that you've had to explain, just in this week, that you've had to explain <laughs> the commercial to me. All right, let's go back to this. Excuse me, I think I must be in the wrong place. Say no more. You need the Excalibur, that best-selling firework in the world. I think I'll take 12. Woo! Hey, to be the best, you got to shoot the best. And I'm talking about Jake's fireworks. Woo! You think I can pull off the woo? No. Um, (laughs) You're going to like the guys at the end, I like the guys at the end. Um, the sound guy or gal who did this really needs to watch levels. Once things are distorted, you can't get rid of the distortion. He's Ric Flair. He's going to talk loudly. Pull back those levels a little bit. That is really harsh on the ears. Oh, yes. Um, that makes me sad for everyone. <laughs> Involved. Involved. But most of all, Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's such a fall from grace. Well, it just feels like so scrabbly at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know, like he just, he seems so, so desperate to have to do something. So, And I mean, I, you know, he was never Hulk Hogan even, but I mean, he was a name. Oh my God. He was huge. He was huge. He was yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, Hulk Hogan. And that, I mean, he still is like that, that Ric Flair woo has been adopted yeah. by the fans of, I want to say... I think it might be the Astros this year, or maybe it's another team in our division, in, in the Mariners division, mm-hmm. the AL West, because there are games that I watch where the, um, I don't know if it's associated with a specific pitcher or just the team, but you will hear the woos going up around defi- the stadium. And it's definitely and the Ric Flair woo. It's the Ric Flair woo. So, I mean, he's still even culturally he relevant in that way. It's too bad he was not able to more effectively monetize the woo. I guess so. Um, speaking of things that are unpleasant on the ears, do you know about the, the Bang Bang Lady? She no. is, I actually looked this up. Her fireworks store is in Seal, Alabama. That's... Um, S-E-A-L-E, Alabama. You're a daughter of the South. Do you happen to know where that is? I don't. No need to look it up. It's in Alabama. Um, and she runs this place, and there's a whole series of commercials that come out. They, I think they release one every year. It's kind of a, a, a local, cheap commercial tradition. Uh, she is the Bang Bang Lady. Her partner is the Boom Boom Lady, and they seem to have some sort of competition whether you want to buy Bang Bang or Boom Boom uh-huh. at the fireworks store. What you, what, are you a bang or a boom? Am I personally? Yeah. Based on this commercial or just generally speaking? Just, I don't know. How were you raised? Uh, it gets complicated. <laughs> my mom was a bang. My dad was a boom. <laughs> and so for a long time, they, just even, they didn't even take us to the fireworks yeah. store because of that. So uh, this is, again, a very low budget. I was, too. I also came from an interfaith family, but we really? just did a, we did both. We oh, really? We two 4th of July. See, that's kind of a nice. It yeah. feels like your family was more into like kind of teaching about the history. Absolutely. And you got to have both uh, experiences, which is really nice. Thinking of the holidays, think bang, bang. I think this is the Ur commercial, the first commercial of this. So we see the woman who is, I think, the main proprietor. She's a white woman of a certain age, let's say 50s, um, and she doesn't come off as speci- as like necessarily super sexy, uh, but she has bang bang written on the back of her shorts. Right. And she, when she says bang bang, she turns her butt to the camera and swings her hips back and forth. Now her partner, who's an African-American lady, she is going to do the same. She's a bit heavier and she has boom boom 
on her butt butt. Thinking of the holidays, think bang bang. That's hot. Uh uh. Think boom boom. We have a huge selection of 500 grams to light up your sky. That's hot. Hot. Uh uh. Buy one, get three free. Now that's hot. Come see the Bang Bang Lady on 431 South, just eight miles south of the 280 bypass. How cool, how hot. Come see Boom Boom for your fireworks at Fireworks Outlet. That's, that's hot. They went to the school of yell acting. Well, they, they did. They yell a lot. But I can't be mad at these two ladies. No, they're going for it. They're going for it. They're just going for it. I know. And first of all, I like that it's two women who are running this shop, apparently. Or I am at least sort of confused about too. their whole, like, are they the narrative. Like, they're yeah. competing, but clearly it's one outlet. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not actually competing with each other. No. But maybe they're, I, I don't know. But, but anyway, I kind of like the conceit. As the commercials go on, the sound quality actually gets worse. That was like the wow. best one I could find. The one for this year that is currently on their website is just so hard to listen to, <laughs> honestly. Um, but that's the bang bang and well, the boom boom lady. These, as, we're, as we're realizing, there's a real um, gap in the sound engineering yes. of the local commercials. It's a real yeah. opportunity if you're in the if you're a son of the son or daughter of the south. Would you like me? Uh, would you like to move there with me, and I could start a consulting business to help people with their audio for local commercials? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'm going to pack our car full of uh, the abortion pill, and we can drive to yeah. Alabama. It will be like the Detroiters of the South. All right, I'm going to end on this. We've been talking about all of this 4th of July stuff. Now, I have a fireworks-related commercial I'm going to play for you. This is specifically not about the 4th of July, though, because they mention November 5th in this, which is Guy Fawkes Day, which is their big, you know, a celebratory day involving fireworks. That's where they blow shit up. That's where they blow shit up over there. But I thought this was a really weird, dark, again, kind of horrifying ad. It looks like it must be from the 80s. Again, kind of very dark production style. Well, and Guy Fox Day is much that is darker. That is very dark, It's yeah. a dark thing. It's much... It It's origins and, it's, and the story and the iconography that go with it are much more macabre than the 4th of July. It goes back to like the oppression of Catholics, right? And somebody tried to blow up the Parliament. House of Commons. Yeah, yeah. And kill the, and assassinate the king, I think. I think so. Um, I used to know all this. And so I guess the celebration is that that attempt was uh, foiled. Uh, anyway, in this commercial, they're trying to, um, this is like a PSA saying, don't let your kids play with fireworks, even seemingly innocent ones like sparklers. We see a bunch of kids. Adults are handing out um, sparklers to them. It's nighttime. It's not well lit. Even a sparkler can be dangerous if you don't take care. A sparkler stays hot even when it's out. So the sparkler, this one little girl is waving around, dies out on the ground. But for some reason, with a big smile, she decides she wants to pick it back up again and just put her hand right on the hot spot. Make sure your child doesn't start November the 6th. As she screams, the video freezes on her screaming face. Now we see her like post-operation or post-bandaging her hand. She's holding up her hand, not unlike the Joker raising his hand up from the acid in 1989's Batman. I she's love your all, current references. She's all bandaged up. Make sure your child doesn't start November the 6th like this. So November the 6th being the day after Guy Fawkes Day, of course. Right. What do you think? Are you going to still play with sparklers? 
Well, I'm going to stop touching them on the hot parts. Yeah, that's that's the key right there. I loved sparklers as a kid, but I was yeah. always like a big baby about it. Uh-huh. And I would always ask for a work glove so that the sparks wouldn't touch me. That surprises me. That doesn't sound like the Genevieve that I know. Yeah, I don't know. It just something about like the, you know, the sharp feeling of those sparks hitting you really bothered me. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't really allowed to mess around with fireworks except for like sprinkler sparklers. (laughs) Um, But until I got much older, but I grew up in the country with a bunch of hill jacks, right? Like kids were just running around blowing shit up and like shooting bottle rockets at each other all the time. And I didn't get to be a part of that. My dad was like a big fireworks guy. We would often be in Florida for the fourth and and we'd be on the beach. And you know what what that place along the beach is like. Um, So my dad would usually go to some, you know, sort of backwoods place where you could get fireworks. I read somewhere, I think it was on Reddit and I don't know, so I don't know how truth truthful this is but that technically in florida you can't like citizens can't just buy fireworks but if you sign a paper saying that you're using them for agricultural reasons to scare off uh, like birds or something you can Uh, anyone can buy them but we probably just bought them on the way to florida in like some other state um and so uh yeah so he would always do like a show down on the beach and we would sit up like at the apartment and look down over the water. And actually, I think all the people in the... I'm not sure if this is true, but I think the other residents in the building enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. You know, because I didn't get to do it as a kid, I became an adult. Then we owned our house in New Hampshire. We started buying these huge boxes of rockets. Which when I think back on like how close to those houses were together yeah. like that was sort of insane of us to we'd be... have competitions with our neighbor yeah. though we'd start it and then we're they lucky would we come didn't up. burn a house yeah down. well the funny thing is, is my parents did raise me so like concerned about firework safety that i was really i was really terrified of big firework shows when i was a kid i'm really? kind of remembering that now like um like sometimes we go to cleveland stadium uh, Cleveland Municipal Stadium for like a monster truck show or something classy like that and uh, there would often be a fireworks show afterwards and I remember being in the seats like with my dad and just being terrified that those fireworks were going to come down and burn me because I thought that that's what they were going to do. There's a lot of fear in your childhood. Yeah, definitely. I do think that part of that is my parents being overprotective about certain things then made me think that everything maybe was more dangerous than it really was. Like cheese and bananas. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Do you want to start with the Facebook stuff? Uh, why don't we do? Uh, why don't we start with the one we skipped last week? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I got this note from Mason. We talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show last week. It's a, in a commercial involving Danny Trejo. Mason says, this is a bit of an older one, but I just saw it for the first time today. I thought the ad struck a unique tone, maybe something akin to the Terry Crews Old Spice ads. Visually, you get, a tr- you get the national treasure Danny Trejo doing all sorts of Chuck Norris jokes, but the script is just him describing the middle-aged man taking care of his ailing father. So I don't know if you can catch that, but it's well here. Let me play a little bit of it for you first here. So this is Danny Trejo. He's talking basically to the camera and then the things he's saying are being punctuated by um, little vignettes of a man caring for his aging dad. Let me tell you about the toughest guy on earth. He does the work of two jobs, but only gets paid for one. He's tough enough to feed the man who gave him a lifetime of nourishment. 
He has the crazy strength to lift the man that raised him up without even flinching. You know, I uh, I should mention here, we're about 25 seconds into this one-minute commercial. We actually have not seen any images yet, right, of the middle-aged yeah, man so characters. Far, we're just seeing Danny Trejo doing being sort a of badass. Doing tough stuff. Like, he's right. shaving with a machete. He's setting his... He's, like, letting his arm be on fire. He's lifting up a... A car with one hand while leaf blowing with the other for some right. reason. It already it just seems really all over the place because the things he's saying aren't really that well written. No, it, everything just seems really clunky about it. But now uh, it's going to start paying off. We realize, oh, he's talk. You know, we can understand now what he's talking about. This guy caring for his dad. That's right. New employee of the month bonus check here. This guy. No, this warrior will always be by his father's side, even if his dad will hardly remember. So he's like shaving his dad. He's um, to be clear, a, this is another guy, and yeah, not, yeah. not Danny Trejo, right? It's this, this just you know, this again, kind of guy my age caring for. Oh, he's older than you. you. Okay, he's so some guy be. in his fifties caring yeah. for his dad, who's like in his eighties or something, seventies. Um, and he's like putting a blanket on him um, while Danny Trejo continues to do tough stuff. Uh, I do think it's interesting. Interesting that he says he's doing all this stuff, even though his dad may not even remember. That's kind of an interesting line. No, this boy will always be by his father's side, even if his dad will hardly remember. Good luck finding a gym to train for that. If this guy isn't the toughest guy on the planet, then I don't know who is. Danny Trejo is getting a tattoo of the of the caregiver, the guy who he's mm-hmm. talking about on his stomach. On his stomach. And then at the end it says, caregiving is tougher than tough. And it's a commercial um, for the uh, AARP, some caregiving um, uh, program they got going Yeah, on. It, I think what this is meant to do is raise awareness about men who are giving, who mm. are caregivers. Um, it's the, the little, like, slogan beneath it said... Um, men are 16 million of the 40 million unpaid Mm. caregivers. And I mean, it is something that typically more women are doing. I mean, by far the majority of people who are caring for their elderly parents uh, or disabled relatives are women. Um, But I do think it's worth remembering that that a lot of them, a lot of men are doing that too. And like as our population ages, we're only going to have more people Mm -hmm. doing in-home caregiving. And this directs you to like a website on the AARP site that probably offers some support and stuff. Um, The question that uh, Mason poses here is, do you think this ad is too slick for the 60-plus set? Generally, when I think about ads targeted to seniors, they're far more direct with their message. Think like Colonial Pen. And I would say I, I think that it's... I don't think that it's too slick for older people. I mean, this is a generation that is growing up. Like, they, they, I don't think that you get to a certain age and you stop understanding slick commercials. I think that the target of this ad understands the current advertising. I think the problem with this is it's really clunky and badly written. And, like, I'm... I could I couldn't follow it really. It's t- kind of hard to hear what he's saying with some of these lines. Um, I just think it's a badly made commercial. Yeah, it's not very well written. I probably the, the script probably could use some punching up uh, to be just more eloquent and more clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's kind of an interesting idea, right? Like, it feels a little ham fisted to me, but I get the idea. I, this is the idea that was pitched in the meeting, right? Which is 
we've got a lot of men out there who are caregiving for their elderly relatives and, and parents, but nobody thinks of them because we think of it as women's, mostly women doing this, and it is the majority of women who are doing this. So how do we appeal to these men? We, we want to make them, we don't want them to feel like be feminized because yeah. God knows that's the worst thing that could ever happen. Right. But we want them to feel like they're doing a tough thing. And like, it just feels like by trying to make the act of the work of caregiving hyper masculine, mm-hmm. it's like, you're, I think you're sort of, I think you're like they're sort of missing the point. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's a joke and like, I'm probably, you know, being a little humorless here, but sort of this is what patriarchy does, right? It's like for something to be, cool for a man to do it it has to be hyper masculine mm-hmm. and i think yeah. that's kind of although i think that the message is good and that men should be like uh absolutely celebrated for get, for being caregivers the need to make it hyper masculine mm-hmm. to be acceptable is kind of sad yeah um and even if that is the point though i still think there's a better way to do it or, or like yeah, I it also, it also that, wasn't terribly well executed i don't th- yeah i mean i think the real problem is with the execution but also the writing like it just halfway through you understand what he's talking about why is he holding up a car and leaf blowing after we just see him that's, setting his arm on fire just sort of it just throwing, doesn't make they're, sense they're just like casting about for like what it's okay we got Danny Trejo obviously like symbol of masculinity mm-hmm. how do we like illustrate that he he is let's remember he's a tough guy yeah Did, I think I mentioned this to you um, I think I said this in last week's show when we were talking about maybe talking about this commercial I didn't even know who Danny Trejo yeah. was until I saw him in that Snickers advertisement for the Super Bowl I don't remember the exact year, but it was the it was the worst Super Bowl ever. Is the one where the Seahawks lost yeah. to the Patriots. <laughs> um, but everybody was like, this was one of the standout commercials yeah. that year where he plays Marsha, right? Yes, and this is a great use of Danny Trejo in a juxtaposition. But clearly, that's the that's the way that he's used for comedy, right? right. Is like put him in 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 opposition to something that it does not seem hyper-masculine. Yeah, I guess I'll play this in case you had not It was like a Brady Bunch spoof, and it was during the Snickers campaign where it's like, you're not yourself until you've had a Snickers, and he's acting like, not Marsha, what's the name of the, well, I guess we'll find out here. Is he the oldest? Is he Jan or is he Marsha? Marsha, what happened? Peter hit me in the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. Never said that, honey. Shut up! Teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> so he takes a bite. He turns back into real Marsha, and then suddenly we see Steve Buscemi on the iconic staircase saying, as Jan saying, "Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." Jan, this isn't about you. It never is. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good commercial. That is a great commercial, and I love. They obviously. I wonder if they really got uh, Florence Henderson. She died kind of recently, right? Or did she? Yeah, I believe that she did die in the past five years. I wonder or so, if they got but... her to do uh, the part where she says "hostile," because I think some of those lines are recut. You think so? I couldn't tell if they were all just from the show. I or... think the ones where you, we aren't seeing her say them are re- are dubbed in. She did die in 2016, which would have been after that yeah. um, commercial. But that's came a out. fantastic ad. I mean, that's a great use of Danny Trejo as the opposite of what yeah. you would think he is. Yeah. You know. An eye for an eye. That's, that's what, what Dad always I never say that. <laughs> All right. What do we have? Uh, what, else, what else do we have from Facebook? Oh, this one I love. Uh, and I went to some lengths to, to be convinced 
in my own mind that this was not a, a hoax, but you tell me if you think I somehow got punked. This is from listener John, who posted this to Facebook. Hi, ATM people. I just wanted to brag about the first and only commercial I have ever been in. Oh, because we're a listener did yes. a call out saying if you've been in the commercial, write in about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, I am the narrator with the bad wig in this ad. So this is, I'm just going to have you play it. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what you're what you're going to see. Um, you're hearing a narrator. The narrator is um, is the is the is John, um, and what the narrator's describing is um, a guy going to like a cafe and he's looking for his Tinder date, but all of the women that he sees match the description that he has been given of her: a blonde in a blue sweater. <laughs> Oh, sorry. You want to pause it for a second? He, the, the Tinder, the guy goes in, he looks at his phone and the text on it says, Hey, uh, looking forward to meeting you. I'll be the, uh, I'll be the blonde in the blue top reading my book, my favorite book. But everyone in this cafe seems to be a blonde woman reading a book in a blue top. Okay, that's kind of funny so far. Jeff has just entered the sweat-inducing world of Tinder Spawn First Dates, also known as The Twilight Zone. A twisted realm of anxiety and confused arousal that... But then... Okay. So then he's he's about to freak out. Everything goes black and white. Um, But then one of the women pulls up a little tent-shaped whiteboard and flips it around and it says, Over here, Jeff. Fused arousal that. Oh, never mind. Looks like Anna already has one of these. What's this, you ask? This is more than just a Geiger counter for singles. What other tool can spare you from the lunch break lectures of your conspiracy obsessed coworker? Geography was an inside job. So now our now our woman who had the the what's called your personal billboard, which is mm-hmm. just a little whiteboard. Uh, She's in her. She's in her office. This sweaty guy with crooked glasses who looks like all upset comes in and says, "Geography was an inside job," and he's a flat earther. He holds uh-huh. up a picture of the globe and then turns it flat. So then she puts up her little billboard that says, "Not now, Terry." So basically, this is just a. It's just a little whiteboard with a little stand. It's like an A-frame whiteboard where you can write a message and put it on your desk. So this is just like a sketch. I thought it was at first too, but keep going. All right. With strangers just waiting to fulfill your every desire. So she says she's looking. Now she puts it up that says looking for a dog sitter. Um, and then the flat earth guy offers to dog sit. So she also puts out a little. She puts out a sign saying I'm looking for someone to teach Terry about geography. And then some guy who's dressed like a um, like a like a explorer like from Magellan. Like, like Magellan. Uh, OK, this this thing is a little bit all over the place. And clearly so am I. That's right. Only your personal billboard can do all of this. It's the Swiss Army knife of communication tools. Portable magnetic dry erase, completely customizable, yourpersonalbillboard.com. So this thing is, that felt like a sketch about a product that is so silly that you would, that it would never be a real product, right? Like, like, you know, now, you know, like get water. It's, wet and you need it to live you know like something that's like like why would you ever right. sell this thing as a product it's just a whiteboard it's just a whiteboard but according to this website it is in fact 
like an, a company uh, that sells these customizable whiteboards. They'll put your brand on a whiteboard. And it was by these two women, Tracy and Sarah, who used to spend every Wednesday co-working at a popular local coffee hangout. Uh, we'd see the same people pretty regularly, and we always wondered what they did while they sat there typing away. Uh, we weren't the only ones wondering. One day someone stopped and asked, you two are here every week. What are you working on? Uh, since they were both like in sort of creative fields, they said, wouldn't it be great if we could hang out our shingle uh, when you're at a coffee shop? So the idea is you get like your whiteboard with like, you know, eight after these messages on it and we write on it like, we're a podcast. Come talk to us about it. And yeah. we put it out at a coffee shop. Okay. I mean, they have a phone number here. They want $40 for these whiteboards. Whiteboard. Okay. So listen, if... John was in this commercial. There's a chance that he is friends with these people, so I want to, you know, yeah, use I want to tread words lightly, carefully. But I don't this begrudge is them. Stupid as hell. <laughs> if this is real, <laughs> and I'm only saying that because everybody involved knows it, with the possible <laughs> exception of Sarah and Sandy, whoever they are. I, I don't recall. I, I there was a little bit more backstory on Facebook, and I'm not seeing it. I don't have it open right now. But I I feel like John said he thought he was showing up to do like. Oh, like a student movie or something, and it uh-huh. turned out to be a commercial for this thing. Okay, so maybe he w- isn't close friends with them then. Because, I mean, there's an actual phone number on their website, which makes me think, because th- there are so many... I think I played a commercial last week that was something that these filmmakers did on spec or something that would just draw attention to their... Yeah. You know, they, they make these videos. They're almost like advertisements for their that video was, It was the one for Volvo. Right. Um, and uh, there was another one. That, you know, I'm thinking of something else. There was a... There was something that was a video that was a hoax, and whoever it was, they even set up uh, set up a fake website. To, oh, it was the Australia show. PSAs are pretty about landmines. Yes, it was that that don't be a truant because you'll get blown up by yeah. a landmine commercial. These pranksters who made this very convincing until it got wackadoo yeah, commercial I mean, that, that created was a whole website t- to be part of the prank. And the production values of their prank commercial were incredibly good like so good that it really was believable until you got to the end this feels like the joke's not quite good enough Mm -hmm. for it to be fake Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or there's like it's not funny enough to be fake i think it's just sort of a somewhat lame product i mean somewhat though i mean it's just just it's kind of mind-boggling i'm just trying to be kind here i know but i mean i also need to just be um be honest, right? I mean, I think I'm yeah, pretty honest. Honesty is the, the most important yeah. thing. Um, I'm doing Google like news searches on them to see if anybody has like maybe like done a done a story about this. But anyway, okay, I guess it's real. Anyway, it was a real commercial for a real thing. Well, congratulations so on congratulations. getting some work, John. Yeah, I mean, I think you did a nice job with that. Yeah, I thought John was great. Yeah, uh, I, I think you, John, you have a great like announcer voice. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you could be the next in a world guy. I think the next in a world guy should be a woman. And the, actually, they made a movie. Oh, about look that. at you! I'm a feminist. Honestly, even when I was a kid and before I was a feminist, um, I remember thinking like, why don't they ever have women do these voices? I just think it would be cool. And then they made a movie exactly about that. Like what, five, ten years ago? Do you remember that? It was it was called In a World. Oh or yeah, something. about the guy. No, no, no. There's a movie about a woman who's trying to break in to be the, oh, the no, voice of, of movies. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, okay. I'm petering out here. Did we have anything else? No, nope, um, that's it. Should we get out of here then? Yep. Thank you for putting the show together. Oh, yeah. You can sell anything. You can sell anything.
All right, sorry I got a little rambly there at the end, um, but it was a fun show. I say it was a fun show. Those some of those uh, patriotic ads were just bonkers. Yeah, there were some other like more serious ones that I had in here. Things like regarding immigration and um, some real tearjerkers about uh, people coming home from the uh, military and trying to reconnect with their kids and stuff. But um, This isn't some, a time really to think about stuff. our actual American right. I was just like, I wanted to mostly laugh today. I kind of didn't feel like getting <laughs> into those more serious issues. Um, anyway, uh, the phone number, if you want to call and leave a voicemail for us, especially if you want to call and sing a jingle for us, any jingle that you like, remember from your youth or that you hear on TV right now, call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Genevieve, two days ago, you and I were somewhere and an old jingle popped in my head and I said, why don't I sing that on the show? It was, I feel like chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight. How come nobody's called in with that one? I don't know. Somebody call in with Someone that one. Someone call in with that one. That's a freebie. I feel like chicken tonight. I'm really enjoying everybody's um, <laughs> commercials that you were in or that your yeah. family or friends were in. Please keep sending those to us. You can post them to Facebook. Um, I always look there. Uh, you can also send them via email. Uh, I love seeing things where there's a personal connection and a little story. So uh, so keep them coming. Yeah, and uh, the Gmail address is after these messages show at Gmail, and the Facebook group is basically the same. So, all right, uh, let's leave it there, and I'll... Uh, Keep singing that jingle when we turn off the mic. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head man, clucks, clan, swine thinkers. What motivates you?